This is Toastcaster, the communication leadership and learning lab. Your host, Greg Gazin, speaker, blogger, author, and syndicated veteran columnist of Troy Media. Episode 179, how video bios supercharge your personal brand and your CV with our guest, Heather Flanagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Toastcaster, your communication leadership and learning lab. This is your host, Greg Gazin. On today's episode, we're going to talk about video bios. And our guest today is Heather Flanagan. Heather is the principal and owner of Spherical Cow Consulting, a firm that helps organizations build a trusted and collaborative internet. She is also the founder of the Writer's Comfort Zone, a community for people passionate about supporting each other as writers. As a forward thinker, Heather's passions and expertise lie within digital identity, identity standards development, multi-stake stakeholders collaboration. Now, I had the honor of being a guest along with Heather on Oscar Santelaya's Time to Shine, episode 196, where Heather and I had a wonderful fireside chat on how to give tech talks successfully. And I'll certainly put a link to that in the show notes. Speaking to us today from Seattle, Washington, where it's scores of degrees warmer than it is in the balmy Alberta, minus 21 Celsius. Heather Flanagan, welcome to the Toastcaster podcast. Well, thank you, Greg. I'm glad to be here. After the chat Heather and I had with Oscar, of course, I decided to follow Heather Flanagan on socials. And of course, we communicated back and forth a few times. And recently, Heather posted a video bio. What popped into my head was that we see lots of verbiage in a LinkedIn profile. But then I thought something that adds audio and visual to really summarize what someone does and who they are in the form of a story is a great idea. So I invited Heather to talk about her video bio. It was definitely uh, fun to put together and something I was entirely uncomfortable in doing, which maybe made it more fun. Probably. I mean, you probably had a lot of fun playing with it and toying with it. And uh, But before we get into that, I'm, I'm really curious. In your introduction, you talked about digital identity, identity standards development. Mm-hmm. What is that all about? Like, what is it? If you could just give us a little sneak peek as to what it, what it is. If you think about it, you know, everybody has, just about everybody has an online presence these days. And whether that's because they are working remotely. And so they have to, you know, get across the internet, they have to use their web browsers, they have their single sign-on opportunities, or whether they're logging in to read the New York Times, or they're going into social media, you know, all of those things involve a digital identity, Mm -hmm. maybe more than one. Making all of that work under the covers, as it were, Mm -hmm. is the world that I live in most often. Mm, Interesting. Because what you do is not necessarily obvious, a video bio would make absolutely perfect sense for what you do, wouldn't it? Yes. Think about the culture of people online these days and what what jumps in front of them, what grabs their attention. More often than not, it's things that move. True. I saw it grab their attention. You know, you can you get the statistics when you are when you post something. You see who's been looking at something online. Yeah. What's interesting, though, I noticed you you opened up right away telling us about how uncomfortable that was. What made you decide to, to do one? Well, a couple different things went into that. So I'm a freelance consultant and have been since 2011. I enjoy what I do so much. It is so much fun. 
but it's not something that I'm willing to rest on my laurels about. You know, in my in my tiny pond, I'm reasonably well known, but hopefully new people will always be coming in. And so there's always new ways that I have to think about how do I, as a, you know, a one-person company freelancer, get in front of that? You know, what's my personal brand to continue supporting what I do in the manner that I really enjoy doing it? That means just staying on top of what are, what are the recommendations these days? There's a lot out there right now about personal branding. One of the things was uh, an article that said, you know what, think about a video bio and here's why. And I said, I can, I'm thinking of creating a YouTube channel. So this would be like a soft launch into understanding what it takes to do that. Hmm. Why were you uncomfortable? I mean, you, you're so, you are very technical. Well, why was it, what made you uncomfortable? Well, there's, it's one thing to be technical and it's another thing to actually have to say nice things about yourself <laughs> <laughs> and do it in a reasonably succinct fashion while staring intently into a camera as opposed to a person. Remember, keep it under two minutes. Get all of that done under two minutes. So that there was all of that discomfort that fed into it. Mm. And the other bits, yes, I may be technical, but that doesn't mean that I had any familiarity with the tools that I had done research saying, okay, these are the tools that I have for other reasons. They should work for this, but how exactly? And what is the best practice when it comes to video production for things like this? As it turns out, having a talking head for two minutes, that's, that's actually not going to keep people's attention. They drop off really fast. They're, they're trained by TikTok. <laughs> you know, it's really interesting because my question, my next question coming up was going to be video bios, the concept of having a short video with a bio is not really anything new, but yet you don't see very many. And I think you answered the question why we don't see very many. I think people are really not necessarily comfortable doing them. Now, talking about the video bio itself and the fact that you are offering a technical type service, I was thinking that sometimes, depending on the organization, some HR professionals will be well-versed in the technical side of the people that they're hiring, but some also act as, let's call it a filter, right, just to get to that next level. And so if someone was looking for somebody with digital identity, they may not know what they're looking at. But if they watch the short bio, short video bio that you produced, it'll give them a really good sense in terms of what you are and what you do and, and what to expect. It's a pretty powerful differentiator. Yeah. A resume can only take you so far. It doesn't actually turn you into a person. That's true. Yeah, and sometimes the, the recruiters get flooded with so many and it's not that they're looking for the right person as they have to quickly filter out the ones that don't suit the build and then they narrow it down to ones and say, okay, well, out of these 2,000 that we got, we got it down to like 20 or 30. When you started creating this this video, can you just walk us a little bit through your thought process in terms of what you wanted to accomplish and sort of how it related to I guess the outcome, which would be almost like a tiny mini CV. Well, believe it or not, I actually really enjoyed using ChatGPT. Okay. Some of the ways I've seen people use this have been like generate a haiku about digital identity and, oh, isn't that entertaining? I have pages of conversation saying, okay, I, I want you to fill the role of an executive coach. Here's what I've said about myself on LinkedIn, but here's what I really want to try and get to. Let's start iterating on a way to an outline to give me a way to structure my thinking about this. Iterating through that for a while really, really helps. 
in terms of tightening it down to something that I felt really comfortable with and I felt came from me. It wasn't like I said, chat GPT, create a video bio script about Heather Flanagan based on the material from about. Because <laughs> that's just not going to work. So how did you lay it out? Did you do like a little bit of a storyboard? A little bit, right? You you do start with one of the most important things you're going to do if you're if you're following the working with generative AI is tell generative AI what role it's filling for you. In this case, okay, we're we're going to talk about as an executive coach. And then say what you're after, say what information you want it to use. And in this case it was what was in my um LinkedIn profile. And then say now target that to the specific audience of, in my case, technical program managers. And then what comes out is a really nice starting point. It's never a finished point, but it's a really nice starting point. Once you've got the starting point that you like, you can also say, now suggest appropriate places for what are called B-rolls, those little clips of alternate video that you drop in so it's not a talking head. Mm-hmm. And it will come up with some ideas as to, you know, at what point would you put stuff in there? What things might you use? Just something to help you brainstorm. It's a great brainstorm tool. And how, how close did you follow what was, what was offered to you? Again, it was a starting point, right? <laughs> it was enough to, to give me an idea of, okay, I see what you're saying, but all the choices in terms of like the images I used for B-rolls and figuring out, hey, you know, I bet putting something in here from one of the uh, conference recordings would be good. That was all my choice. Yeah. Certainly a lot easier than starting with a completely blank slate. Yes. <laughs> it's like taking last year's budget and modifying it for this year as opposed to just starting from zero. <laughs> yeah. And not in so many cases, you don't necessarily know what the best practice is, right? One of the things that I learned about when I was researching this was the whole concept. I'd never heard of a B-roll. <laughs> What's a B-roll? It's not bacon? Is it a bacon roll? No. <laughs> but figuring out what that is and more to the point, why it's important. That two minute of video bio took several hours of just learning what makes video interesting. And was there a particular point that stood out? The fact that you can't be a talking head. Even though it's a video bio, even though it's all about you, even though you're doing this in under two minutes, don't be a talking head. So in terms of the, the final video, it came in under two minutes and we'll certainly put a link in the show notes or perhaps maybe even embed the video. Some of the things I really liked about it is that, I mean, it caught my attention. I mean, it had a very simple background. You had lightly used effects. You know, you didn't have, you know, flaming logos or spitting things all over the place that was distracting. You did have an occasional slide. And what I felt was, is it added value and it didn't really take away from watching and listening to you. So I thought that was actually pretty effective. Um, if you'd like, I mean, as a Toastmaster, I'm, I'm happy to share some some feedback if you uh, if you're all interested in it. I am I'm infinitely grateful for any yeah. feedback. This was this was a first time for me. So any any suggestions you have for me or other people that are going into this would be greatly appreciated. Oh no, you're certainly welcome. Unfortunately, as a Toastmaster, that's our natural thing is we we look at and see what we, what was done well and perhaps a suggestion either for improvement. Now, again, sometimes the suggestions could be certain things might work or certain things may not work for certain individuals or their technical types or their personalities, but just kind of thought. So what I, again, what I really liked, I mentioned a couple of things already, but uh, I think you came across really humble. 
And I appreciated that. It's not like, look at me, I'm the greatest. I do this stuff and I'm the best in my field. I mean, yes, you need to obviously get across the point that you are an expert, but not sort of an, an arrogant uh, type of situation. Also, the fact that what you do is is very technical and it was still inviting. It wasn't sort of a, for those of you who are familiar with Sheldon for from the Big Bang Theory, you know, he likes to prove that he is always right and never wrong. And, and of course, he uses... $14 words <laughs> that it's like, huh? What did he just say? I love that you have a tagline and off the top of my head, I forget what that tagline is, but <laughs> <laughs> translating geek to human. That's right. Translating geek to human. Cause it does show who you are. And in, in a very short period of time, it says, this is who I am. Your voice is clear and calm. You also had some backgrounds and you had qualifications. And I like that you delivered it in the form of a story. What I also liked is that you talked about bridging hardcore tech and meaningful communication, which I think is, that just puts it all there. The biggest thing I think is that it's showing this is who Heather Flanagan is if I would be working with her. To me, that's that's what it was. A couple things that I thought, and again, some of you may want to watch this video so that you can see what I'm what I'm referring to is you are very calm and you're, you sit there calm and cool and collected. Don't be afraid to be more animated, whether you're going to use facial expressions or, or gestures and even have a little bit more variation in your voice, because sometimes it's, it's appropriate. Again, if you feel that that's comfortable for your personality. Also, you talk about what you can do, but maybe bring in the audience a little more. This is what I can do for you. Like we'll translate geek into speak for you and your teams. For visual learners, perhaps your tagline title it right on the screen, maybe end with that or put it in somewhere in, you know, large print. Maybe it could be a little, have a little movement in there. And the other thing, of course, is that you had a small beat, we'll call it B-roll, a little insert of your time on stage. And it was this very small insert. You're a very vibrant in your presence on stage. I've seen, I've seen your videos. Why not show that as full screen so people can see what you're like, not only dealing with them as a consultant, but perhaps if they want to, uh, to hire you to come present in front of their staff, in front of their team, or perhaps at a conference. Overall, I thought in, what was it, one minute and 48 seconds, you captured the essence as to who you were all about. And I think that a video bio like this, whether you can upload it with your resume or your CV or, or have a link to it for your clients, I think given an equal, let's say, street qualifications, I think that would certainly give you a leg up or if not, two legs up, <laughs> I think. Those are my thoughts. So any any comments? Well, for one thing, thank you. I appreciate that feedback. Uh, another point is just like your resume, putting something like this together should never be a one-off. Right. The, this was this was the one that I did for now, but in six months time, I may have, I probably will do it again. And I've been taking notes from people who've offered feedback so that the next time I do this, I'll have more experience with how to produce videos. I'll have the feedback that you've provided, which I'm very grateful for. And hopefully every, every new one will be a little bit better. That's great. You and I had had this conversation when we spoke with Oscar. I mean, we're both lifelong learners and we always want to find ways that we can do something a little, just a little bit better. Yep. better the next time. Well, the feedback has been pretty good because people have been posting it publicly on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would add one more thing. Sure. About the concept of knowing that I'm going to be redoing this on a regular basis, mm -hmm. sort of got the whole, it has to be perfect the first time out of the way. Exactly. I know there's things that can be better, 
but I was happy enough and knowing that, okay, this is good enough. This will get me started. This will get me feedback. And then I can do it again and it will be better. And that mindset to avoid, you know, perfect being the enemy of good, I think is a good, good way to approach it. Yeah. And you did something that a lot of people would have this huge fear to do is you, you put it out there, right? Mm -hmm. You put it out there for the world to see. And some people may not have recorded the video in the first place and others may have recorded a video and they say, well, no, it's like you hear about these writers who have written novels and books and, and they had this, uh, what they call it, the imposter syndrome. They didn't feel that it was worthy and just decided to hide it from the world. And when it finally comes out, it's like, wow. Heather, I'm wondering, what did you learn about yourself in this entire process? Because obviously it was a new experience for you and you, I know you came out of your comfort zone. <laughs> That's a really interesting question. What I learned out of this was an expansion of that comfort zone. I had to learn a whole bunch of new technical skills and a bunch of new, not exactly technical skills, you know, but the, the understanding of how people think and how they consume information today as opposed to 10 years ago when I first started as a freelancer mm -hmm. and being considering how I adapt my business to do that and continue to adapt my business as people's modes of work and modes of consuming information changes is something I really enjoyed doing and reminded me that it's probably one of my value propositions, the fact that I'm more than willing to step up and say, there's a new way of doing this that's different from the last 12 years. Let's, let's do it. Excellent. That's wonderful. Now you did offer a number of tips and, and some advice. Is there anything else in terms of maybe uh, any best practices or maybe some do's or don'ts that you can think of off the top of your head that people might want to consider when they're looking at creating a video bio? I would say do just half an hour, an hour's worth of research. Type in video bio into your favorite search engine and see what advice comes back to you. Forbes magazine has had a couple really good articles about what to put in a video bio and how to structure it and how to grab people's attention. That kind of guidance can perhaps make it a little bit less scary. And of course, check out other video bios and see what, what things that you like and things that you don't like. Mm -hmm. Right. Because well, again, what works for one person may not work for someone else. So Heather, this has been, uh, this has been enlightening. The, the AI component of this, I had no idea that it was even going to get there. So, I mean, that was actually pretty impressive. <laughs> uh -huh. uh, in our little banter back and forth, as we, as we decided that we were going to do something, as we were going to have a conversation like this, I, again, I had no idea. I, I think that was my wow moment. It's like, she used chat GPT for this. I never even thought of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Feather, if someone is interested in learning more about digital identity or more about what you do or to find out a little bit more about video bios, where's the best place for people to find you? Well, of course, you can, you can always find me on LinkedIn. Of course. And LinkedIn will then take you to my website, which I primarily use as a blog, sphericalcowconsulting.com. Otherwise... I attend conferences on a unfortunately regular basis. So I'm traveling a lot and I may very well be somewhere in the world near you at some point <laughs> in the future. Hopefully not in the middle of February when the temperatures is minus. Well, maybe not near you because <laughs> it's cold there. I was going to say the middle of February where the Fahrenheit and the temperature scales meet at the bottom of the mercury at minus 40. <laughs> not okay. There you go. Heather Flanagan, thank you so much for taking the time to appear on the program. All the best on your video bios. And again, thanks a lot for taking the time. I'm more than happy to do it. Thanks for having me, Greg. 
Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. Now, I'm not sure how you joined us, whether you joined us through directly through Toastcaster.com or iTunes, but either way, you can pick up the podcasts there. If you really enjoyed the podcast, we'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to leave us some feedback on iTunes because it really helps with our ratings. Plus, also feel free to drop us a line. Tell us what types of things you're interested in, what your Toastmaster specialty is, or what kinds of things you like to speak about. And perhaps maybe we'll even have you on the show. This is Greg Gazin. Till the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies. A new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com.